Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Back to Balance podcast. As you might have noticed, I have a new thumbnail or cover photo for the podcast. Um, I'm the kind of person that gets bored of things really easily, and 10 episodes in, I was bored of my cover photo, so I changed it up. Who knows how long it'll last, but for now, I'm really loving it. (laughs) So it's taken me a while to sit down and record another episode, not because I haven't wanted to, but because I feel like every time I sit down to record an episode, there's always something that stops me. So whether that's uh, the gardener just starts cutting the grass when I start recording, or the neighbors upstairs start vacuuming, or right now, Pabs is home and he has meetings and he's super loud, but... I decided, you know what, if you can hear some noise in the background, that's fine. I guess this goes back to the point of this whole episode, which is going to be about balance and about not going in extremes. And I find myself going to a certain extreme with this podcast where it's like the extreme of perfection of, okay, this episode has to be perfect. There has to be no ums or likes or, you know, like all these, (laughs) all these things that I edit out of the podcast and I'm always trying to make it as smooth as possible. But, um, in my journey for authenticity, I'm trying to just be okay with the in-between pieces. And if that means that you'll hear, a car or a dog or whatever, then I hope I'll be able to just let it go, let go of that need of perfection. So anyway, the topic of balance, well, this this podcast is named Back to Balance, and balance is definitely something I've been working on for many years. I've been trying to I don't know if achieve balance, but find this point of balance that I am happy with. And I guess I'm a person that tends to go to extremes. And when I go to extremes is when I realize, okay, this doesn't work for me. How can I fine tune this, whatever it is, so I can reach a point where I'm happy and where I can keep this up for a long time. So this shows up in many different areas of my life. And it, it happens with my drinking, with food, with diets, with my smoking, with habit tracking, with journaling, with meditating. I tend to go to these extremes where it's I'm either doing way too much of it or not doing any not doing it at all. Um, so I wanted to talk about this because I feel that it's something that I've seen a lot in my clients. But more than just my clients, like I, I see it in everything in, in all like we're all going through this human experience and we all have to at some point question our relationship with balance and and question our relationship with extremes, whether that's with food and alcohol, with relationships, with habits, with, with whatever it is, we all need to find that point of balance that works for us because a balanced life for me might be a super unbalanced life for you and and that's okay that what i what i want is is that we all find what that point of balance is for us and since i haven't really touched much on the topic of balance on the back to balance podcast i thought that this was the perfect time to do so so let's start i guess let's start with 
with my food and with my drinking, um, I guess that since this is something that most of you already know, I mean, if you heard that first episode where I talk about my journey um, with health and everything, basically, I went from drinking whenever I wanted, whatever I wanted, lots of sugary drinks at all times, almost every day, and eating whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and just having no concept of what health was. I went from that in high school and college to then my last year of college when I discovered BBG and then I went to the extreme of eating super healthy, super, super healthy and not drinking at all at first. Um, And it got to a point where it was orthorexic. Like I was, for those of you who don't know, orthorexia is when you are so obsessed with health that it becomes unhealthy, right? And I got to that point where it was, I I stopped socializing and I I didn't want to go out because what if there's chips and what if there's the temptation of eating chips, right? So I guess I, I went through that whole thing and then I went to the States, reconnected with my cousin, smoked a lot of weed, and then when I came back to Chile, some people say like, oh, when you came back to Chile, that's when you lost your fitness and that's when you, you know, like you were going on this path and you would have been great. And it's like, you know what? I'm very glad that I was introduced to weed in that way because it brought me back to balance in a way. Like, yes, it took me a little bit off that path of the of the strict fitness and health, but it brought me to a place of spirituality And it brought me to a place of, you know what, I want to eat this. I'm going to eat this. You know what, I don't feel like working out. I'm not going to work out. And yeah, it was a little bit, I took, I, you know, and and that's the whole point of finding your own balance. Like it, it, it unbalanced me for a while and I was a little bit lazier than I was. And I went back to those habits of maybe not working out every day and not eating as healthy. But what was great about, doing this bbg program was that i learned how to eat healthy i learned that as my base and i also learned how to work out in a way that started feeling like a routine and not something i mean i it had its ups and downs but i i learned how to work out for me and how great i felt about working out and it was already part of my routine so maybe i didn't work out six times a week like i did in the beginning I still uh, had a routine of working out every now and then and maybe instead of doing an intense HIIT workout, I would just go and walk up a hill, you know, and that's an amazing exercise and that really connected me with my spirituality as well. And I guess we all go through phases. So during that phase, I was more beginning to connect with my spirituality and that's a topic for a whole another podcast. But I then had this base of the healthy eating and I would eat really, really well most of the time, but I would allow myself treats every now and then. And that's the first thing I wanted to touch on, I guess, with with the foods is cheat meals. When I was doing BBG, I was really big on cheat meals. It was like, okay, I'm going to eat 100% healthy all week. And then Saturday or Sunday or Friday or whatever, I would pick one day, one afternoon, one two or three hour period. And I would say cheat meal. And it was like, you you go all in kind of cheat meal. So this is definitely not to say like, hey, if you do cheat meals, this is wrong. Like, honestly, this is just me sharing my experience and how I've... Um, gone through all these phases in order to reach the point that I am today which is by no means the final point I am still in the journey you know but 
basically the cheat meal for me. I, 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 I no longer like that way of living because I feel like it, it made me restrict my cravings. So for example, let's plan out a week with cheat meals. For example, I'm eating super healthy, 100% healthy Monday to Saturday, and then Sunday night, I'm going to have a cheat meal. And I've planned it all week. So Monday, I eat super healthy all day, feel really good about myself. Then Tuesday, I feel a craving for ice cream. I'm like, mm, I could really use some ice cream. Oh, I really want one. And instead of listening to that craving, I say, you know what? That's going to be my cheat meal on Sunday. So then Tuesday, I don't need ice cream. Wednesday, I'm still thinking about that ice cream. Thursday, still thinking about that ice cream. And all week... All I do is think about that ice cream, eating super healthy, but all the while just really, really craving that ice cream. And then finally, when Sunday comes, what am I going to do? Just have one bite of ice cream? No, I'm going to eat the whole fucking tub, right? Like, since <laughs> since it's such an extreme of, like, eating 100% healthy and then just going all in in that cheat meal, I go to that other extreme where it's like, okay, I'm just going to binge eat this because who knows when I'm going to eat ice cream again, right? But nowadays, I'm finding myself, if I have a craving, I listen to it. <laughs> and if my body is like, hmm, I could use some ice cream, and I happen to have some ice cream in the house, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll go to the fridge, get the ice cream out, maybe serve myself on a little bowl instead of just like eating it straight from the tub. I put it in a bowl, and I eat it, and I savor it, and I eat it slowly, and I appreciate it, and I'm grateful for it, And then sometimes it even happens that I serve more than I actually wanted. Maybe I just wanted like one or two spoonfuls, right? And after that, it's done. So today, nowadays, it would be like, okay, Monday I ate super healthy. Tuesday I felt on a craving for ice cream. I had ice cream. Beth, that's done. No more craving. Craving done. And I can go on with the rest of my week eating super healthy, you know? So... I found that that's more of a, a balanced way of life for me with food nowadays. And mindfulness has really crept in <laughs> on me. I feel like it's it's been something that I've been really working on for the past couple of years, and especially when I studied health coaching. Um, the topic of, of eating mindfully. And I guess I never really was someone who ate mindfully. I'm, I'm the kind of person, and especially like when I started smoking weed, It's kind of like, you know, when you like serve yourself some dinner or breakfast or whatever and before you know it, you already finished the meal and you don't even remember what you just ate. <laughs> and then you end up like serving yourself more just to like have a little bit more of that taste because you were so distracted or, you know, that you end up not not savoring it. So lately what I've been doing, and I'm not saying I do this every day, but it's something that I try to intentionally bring more of into my life, is chewing and mindful eating. So, I don't know, sometimes in the morning when I'm having breakfast, I'll sit down with my pan con palta, which is toast with avocado, and I bite into the toast and I close my eyes and I chew for 20 20 chews 20 different chews or 20 seconds or whatever but I count my chews and I just focus on the taste of the food and how it feels and I just eat it slowly one bite at a time and it might 
it might sound super silly, honestly, but it's so amazing. Like eating food with your eyes closed, like just start with your eyes closed. That's already like a whole different experience. You're just so much more focused on the flavors. But then the chewing part of it, I mean, it's great for digestion to actually chew your food. But it's also just incorporating that presence and that mindfulness into a moment that is so ordinary, right? Like we're all eating at least three meals a day, hopefully. <laughs> Sometimes we just shove the food down our throats and we don't even really stop and, and savor what it is that we spent an hour cooking, right? So this is something that I've been incorporating way more into my life, this mindful eating and with treats the same goes like if i'm to eat ice cream if i felt a craving for ice cream and i just went desperately to the kitchen grabbed the ice cream grabbed a spoon and just started eating it out of the tub just like out of this desperation like standing up like with the fridge door open chances are i'm probably not savoring that ice cream and that craving might not even be satisfied you know but if you actually take the time to put it in a bowl and to get your your spoon and maybe go sit down on the couch and just like close your eyes and actually savor the ice cream then it becomes an amazing experience and you and you become really like grateful that you're eating this ice cream right and you're able to be like mm, i'm glad i gave myself that right and also you might realize after a few little chews, after a few spoonfuls, that maybe you didn't even want that much. You just wanted a little bit, you know? And it's like it's like gifting yourself this moment of of enjoyment. Because when we eat, I feel like many of us just eat either to survive or there's also this whole range of emotional eating, right? But just sitting down and, and giving yourself that space that energy to actually enjoy and savor and taste the food it just it gives it a whole other like it gives that that experience a whole other level so that's something that i've definitely been working on in terms of my relationship with food is the mindfulness to it and the same goes with alcohol so i went through this period where i was just drinking everything and anything and then nothing at all and then I went to wine and beer, which is what I usually drink. I love drinking wine and beer. And then I went through periods where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to drink for a whole month. And the first time I did that, it actually went really well. And I guess I really needed it at that time. And that was also a time where Pabs was still in Australia when we were doing long distance. So I was like alone here in Chile. I mean, without him, but... I, it was a little bit easier for me to do it without him. But nowadays, Pabs works in a beer company. He works in the beer industry. So he gets two, at least two free boxes of beer every month. And he also just loves beer. So there's always beer in our fridge, like always. So for us, drinking beer or wine at the end of the day is an essential part of our ritual and of our relationship. Like we always do that. We always sit down to talk about our day and there's usually some form of drink there to kind of be with us through that process of untangling our day. So when I first did that one month without alcohol, it went great and it was a good experience and I liked it. But I also had these periods where it was like, 
I mean, these days where people would be like, oh, why aren't you drinking? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not drinking this month. And people would be like, oh, but why don't you just have one drink, you know? And I was like, no, like I'm trying to go 0% drink for a month and to see if I can do it. And I saw that I could do it. I succeeded. Like it went well. I did it. I felt proud. Cool. So a couple of months later, I tried to do it again. And I only lasted a few days. And I realized I want to have a beer. <laughs> And I was eventually like, you know what? I really want to have a drink. Fuck this no drinking for a month thing. I'm going to drink today. And since I hadn't drank any alcohol that week, I ended up drinking a shitload and I got really drunk. (laughs) And I guess that's the whole thing about extremes. It's like when I go to the extreme of not drinking at all, then it's like when I have the opportunity to drink, I just get really drunk. But nowadays I am trying to find that middle point where it's like, okay, do I want to have a drink today? No, I think I'll be good if I don't drink something today. I don't really feel like it. Okay, cool. Next day. Do I feel like drinking? Yeah, I could have a beer. Okay, and I have a beer. Do I want to have another one? Yeah, I could have another one. Okay. Do I want another one? No, I think I'm good. And then just stopping right there. And it's, I mean, it seems easy. And especially, like, if you listening, you don't really drink much. You might think I'm a bit of an alcoholic. And yeah, maybe I am. You know, but I feel like it's a very important part of my rituals and I, I'm used to it and I like it. Um, so I, this is the balance that works for me right now is just having one to two beers a day. And then if I'm hanging out with other people, which I'm not really hanging out with much people because COVID, but if I do hang out with other people, then maybe I'll have a little bit more drinks and I'm just finding my balance within my days, but always trying not to take it to the extreme where I'm just like drinking way too much and getting really shit-faced because that's not that's not the intention that I'm entering these these days with. Like I I'm not drinking to get drunk. I am drinking to enjoy a conversation and to enjoy a beer or a wine because I actually love the taste, you know? So the same goes for coffee. I remember, well, I have my friend Trini, (laughs) that she's been on two of the episodes of this podcast. She has this relationship with coffee and she goes off coffee for months at a time and then she really craves it and then she has it and then she has it every day. And it's kind of the same thing that happens with me and alcohol. And she got to a point where she realized like, instead of just like going all in or all out, maybe I could just listen to my body and what it's asking me today. So the same goes for coffee. Like there's days where I don't really feel like having coffee, but I just have it out of inertia. Like I'm so used to having the coffee that I drink it. So I guess this is where intention comes in and and mindfulness. It's like, okay, do I want to have a coffee right now? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm going to make myself a coffee. Do I want to have a coffee right now? Eh, I don't know. I don't really need it. Okay, then maybe I'm not going to make myself a coffee. Radical, I know, right? (laughs) But it's, it's just about like asking yourself and really tuning in with yourself. Like, what do I want right now? Instead of just doing the things you've always done because that's the way you've always done them. So another example. Yesterday with Pabs, we ordered some pizzas. And we they came here cold, so we put some of them in the oven to warm them up a little bit. And we just put three pieces for each of us. 
By the third piece, I was full, but I ate the three pieces and I was like, okay, you know what, I'm good. And Pabst tells me, hey, I think I'm gonna uh, heat up another piece. Do you want another one? And I was like, no, I'm good, thank you. And he's like, should I, should I heat up another one for me? And I was like, do you want to? Like, I, I don't fucking know. Like, it's your body, you know? So I was like, what does your body want? What's your body telling you? And he's like, what is my body telling me? Like, he was just like confused. And then he was just, he thought about it for like five to 10 seconds. And then he's like, you're right. Like, I, I don't really need another piece. Like, I'm good, you know? He was about to just heat up another piece because he was a little high and he had the munchies, you know? But once you actually connect with your with your body and you listen to your body, your body knows. But we, we tend to just like go through so much of our life on like autopilot, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go make myself the coffee. I'm gonna go eat, I'm gonna eat another piece of whatever, you know? Because we're not intentionally savoring and and really living um every moment and this really shows up for me with with food with alcohol it's just about the intention that you're doing behind it and really listening to what it is that your body's asking for so that's kind of what i wanted to say about food and drink um but i guess this also happens to me with like (laughs) with exercise and i've noticed it now that i've been habit tracking so i don't know if i've mentioned habit tracking on here Maybe I have, but I do have an IGTV video where I explain how I do habit tracking and why I do habit tracking and all of that. So I've been doing that since June of 2020 and I have been loving it. Um, But basically, habit tracking has been really like a way for me to know how much I am drinking, how much I'm doing yoga, how much I'm reading, a way for me to keep up with my habits, like a way for me to hold myself accountable. But I realized lately that it became <laughs> it became like the habit tracking was what I was living for. Instead of the habit tracking being a representation of how I was living, I was living to fill out the habit tracker. I don't know if that makes sense. But for example, I've been really like good with yoga this year, 2021. I've been on point like doing yoga every single day. I think in, in January, I did yoga every single day. And then in February, there was one day when I was hungover. I felt like shit. My body didn't really want to do yoga. I just wanted to like be in bed. I actually like took a nap and I wasn't feeling good. But at some point, um, I was going to go to a friend's house, a friend who's in my bubble, by the way. And... um, I was going to go to the, the friend's house and I was like, okay, but before I go, I like, I need to do yoga, you know, like I can't not have the yoga marked in, in my habit tracker. So I put out the mat, I was in jeans and I just sat there in child's pose for five minutes. And then I was like, okay, I did yoga today. <laughs> and I didn't mark it in the habit tracker because I felt a little weird about it. But yeah, I went on with my day and then the next day I was thinking about it and I was like, was that yoga or was that not yoga? Like, yes, if I if if I genuinely just opened up the mat and like I was like, okay, I'm going to flow and I just decided to stay in 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 child's pose and, and that's that was my yoga practice for the day. I guess that would have counted as yoga, but the the reason I did the yoga that day the reason I I pulled out my mat and the reason I sat there in child's pose was in order to check that box in my habit tracker 
So I ended up not filling it in and I was honest with myself and I decided from that day on, like, this is going to be a representation of my life. If on one day I don't journal, like I've been tracking journaling this month and I don't journal much, honestly. If I don't do journaling, if I only do journaling once a week, then so be it. That's that's the representation of my life. That's the accurate representation of my life. Instead of me forcing myself to journal every day in order to show my journal, <laughs> in order to show my bullet journal, my habit tracker, that I journaled. It's like, what? It's like backwards. So I decided then and there that I'm going to cut myself some slack and I'm going to let the habit tracker accurately portray what my balanced life is looking like and yes i mean i do yoga almost every single day there's been just i think one or two days that i haven't practiced yoga this year and i'm proud of that like that's definitely been years and years in the making but there's other habits that i have that i do not much at all like like journaling journaling is something that i would love to do every day but i haven't been able to keep up with it at all times like in 2020 there was a time where i was journaling every single day and then there was times where i wasn't journaling at all just once a month now i'm journaling once a week maybe but that's okay because that's my what my balanced relationship with journaling looks like today right and maybe i don't have that much to say in this moment to myself or maybe i don't have that much to decipher or work through you know so i feel like with habit tracking that's really like come up for me and i decided okay i am going to live with intention but i'm not going to force myself to do things just because i said i would i am going to ask myself what do i feel like doing today and i'm going to go with that instead of forcing a list of things on myself because I think I should quote-unquote should then no no that doesn't that doesn't work for me I've decided and this also happens with meditating like I I've also I went through this period where I was just meditating every single day and it was amazing I loved it like I, I really enjoyed it it was meditating for five minutes every day and I think that's what works best for me like I'm, I, I would love to someday have that habit of meditating every single day but there's weeks where I only meditate twice you know and sometimes life gets a little busy and I don't prioritize it and that's okay <laughs> I feel like, I don't know how many times I've said that's okay, this this episode, but that's definitely the energy that I'm trying to portray with all of this, is whether I do or I don't, that's okay. And, and kind of giving myself that grace and not forcing myself to do things just because I quote-unquote should. And instead doing things because I want to, because I get to, because... I really want to yeah like that's that's a thing and I've seen this with so many of my clients like oh, I know I should work out more or I should lose this weight or I should meditate more or uh, I need to do this or I need to do that and it's like but do you want to <laughs> and it's such a simple like question but asking yourself what do I want to do right now whether what what do i want to eat right now and listening to that instead of putting that that inner awareness to sleep 
really giving that inner awareness the stage. So when you ask yourself, what do I want to eat right now? And your body says ice cream. And I don't know what it is with ice cream. This has come up a lot. Maybe I should go get some ice cream after this. But just using ice cream as the example, if your body's like, I want ice cream. I want ice cream. Ice cream for ice cream. (laughs) If your body's screaming for ice cream, then listen to it. Is this craving emotional? Is it hormonal? Is it because you saw someone eating ice cream and now you want some ice cream? And are you gonna listen to that inner voice, that inner knowing? Are you gonna give it the stage? Or are you gonna say, no, you can't, sorry, you can't eat that right now or ever, I don't know. But I I feel like when we listen to what our bodies are telling us, because our bodies know, like when you listen to your body, your body knows, it knows what it wants. But we don't have the practice of listening to our bodies. And I feel like that's that's the problem, that we're just doing things because we should or because someone told us or we're just following this diet that this influencer is sharing or or that your nutritionist told you to eat or whatever, you know, instead of saying, what do I want to eat right now? And I mean, obviously, if your body is telling you to eat junk food every single day, then that's worth exploring. For me, I have this base from which I move. And this base is a healthy vegetarian base. Like that's that's how I eat nowadays. I I have my regular breakfast that's healthy. I have usually I eat salads for lunch or pasta, but it's usually with lots of veggies and it's it's foods that I can be happy with. I'm not feeling guilty throughout the day because I'm not eating healthy. Like I eat healthy most of the day so when i have a craving for something that's a little bit less healthy i still go for it and even if it's (laughs) even if i'm gonna eat some ice cream i don't go to the extreme of eating all the time i just eat a little bit and i see how i feel with it and okay i feel like i'm just repeating myself by now but i guess that's why it's important to have that base because if you have an important like if you have a good base from which you move then it doesn't matter if you stray from it because you know you'll get back to it so for example i was talking to a client the other day and she was telling me how um before when she would go on vacation she would always be like oh i haven't i haven't worked out all week i need to go run i need to go run like when am i gonna go run and then it just became this thing that she needed to go do but she didn't really feel like going, you know, and it it was something that was kind of like holding her back. And it was like, I should be going on runs. I should be going on runs. And that's just just this inner pressure was like weighing on her. And of course she didn't run. And then she'd get back home and she'd be, she'd feel like she'd have to like go on a diet or eat super healthy because she went to the extreme of not working out at all during her vacation. But a couple of weeks ago, she went on vacation and she listened to her body and she was like what i want to do right now and i was like "Mm, i'd like to go for a walk on the beach okay and she would go on a walk on the beach the next day "Mm, what do i feel like doing i feel like doing some yoga and she did some yoga and yeah she wasn't training like she would be in her normal life but she still found ways to incorporate movement in a way that felt good for her at that moment in that vacation right and the same with food she since she has her base of eating healthy then she can eat little treats here and there but 
Like, if she eats something that's not that healthy at night, the next day she knows that she's going to go back to eating that Buddha bowl or that whatever, you know, like that oatmeal or whatever she, she likes eating in her diet. But if we have that base, we will happily return to it. When you start eating healthy, it becomes a habit. And you things that might have seemed boring or bland or gross when you ate a little bit less healthy now become super like a regular part of your diet that you actually enjoy and look forward to i mean for me with oatmeal like that happens a lot pabs still hates oatmeal and every time he sees me eating oatmeal he's like what the fuck are you eating disgusting (laughs) but for me i'm just like i love like leaving some oats overnight in the fridge and then the next day just like eating that first thing in the morning and oh my god i love that i love eating some warm oatmeal when i have no food in my house and i just make myself some warm oatmeal with frozen berries and some peanut butter like i love that and he doesn't get it because that's not part of his base right his base of food is another base of food and for me i love having the space from which i move so i guess that's also (laughs) the balance part of it is coming back to that base finding a place finding that base that works for you and that you will gladly come back to and if you stray from the base you gently bring yourself back when you want to right so for me with alcohol i don't stray too far from that base if i do get drunk on a saturday then chances are on sunday I'm going to be a little hungover and I'm going to say, you know what, I'm not going to have any drinks today. And then Monday, I might be like, you know what, I don't want to have a drink today either. And then Tuesday, oh, I feel like having a drink and I'll have a drink. So it's it's about finding that place that works for you and listening to your body according to what it's dealing with. So I guess right now I, I've been really looking at my life through that place, through those lens of balance, of how can I come back to my balance? How can I come back to my balance? And it's really about finding your own sweet spot. Finding that place that works for you. That base that works for you. And not basing your sweet spot on someone else's. Like, my balanced point is very different from Pabs's. And probably very different from my sisters and my brothers and my moms and my dads and my friends and my clients. Like, we all have different definitions of balance and we all have that different sweet spot so for someone it might be working out twice a day whereas for me it's doing yoga once a day for someone it might be drinking once a month and for me it might be drinking two beers a day right and i'm not saying either one is good or bad it's just yours it's your own it's finding your own and being okay with it what is your base that you're okay with what is your sweet spot so i'll leave you with that i guess that's what i wanted to say about balance and the word balance really the the concept of balance has been coming back to me over and over again in the past year throughout 2020 and now 2021 the words that keep coming to me are intention mindfulness and balance so with mindfulness yeah even though i don't meditate every day I am more and more mindful every day because I carry that mindfulness that I've gained through the few times that I meditate weekly. I bring that into my life. I am mindful of how I eat, what I eat, 
what I consume, how I consume it. So whether that's food or whether that's the media I'm consuming or how much time I'm spending on social media, etc. I am being way more mindful about all of this because I am also living with more intention. I have really started to sprinkle intention over everything that I'm doing. So whether I'm eating, back to the ice cream, but whether I'm eating that ice cream, I am choosing to eat it intentionally instead of just mindlessly eating something and then not really stopping to think about why it is that I'm doing that. So yeah, that intentionality has definitely been present in everything that I do, in the way that I consume things, and in the way that I'm living. And the word intention has really been coming back to me over and over again too. Especially being a coach, like helping others set their own goals, the intention has to be really strong there. Because if you say, oh yeah, I need to lose weight. Mm. But if you say, I commit to moving my body in a way that feels good at least three times a week, that's a whole different intention, right? It's something that comes from you instead of something that someone else has imposed on you. Oh yeah, you need to lose weight in order to look good or whatever. So that's where I'm at in my relationship with balance, in my relationship with alcohol, with food, with exercise, with my habit tracker, (laughs) and with extremes, honestly. I feel like I'm always going to be the type of person that gets pulled to one extreme or the other. But eventually I realize that I cannot live in that extreme forever and that I need to find my way back to balance. (sighs) All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love it if you send me a message and let me know your thoughts, if you loved it, if you hated it. I mean, I hope you didn't hate it, but if you did, please feel free to let me know. And if you feel called to do it, I would also really appreciate it if you could leave me a review in Apple Podcasts so that we can keep growing this community of mindful, intentional, and balanced people. So anyway, thank you so much for sharing your time, your energy with me, and I'll be talking to you soon. Big hug. Bye.